All right, verse 23 of Proverbs, or verse 13 of Proverbs chapter 23. Look what it says. All the kids are going to get excited right now. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shalt deliver his soul from hell. What I'm going to be preaching about tonight is common mistakes with spanking. All right. Now for YouTube, I called it with child discipline because I don't want to like get a strike or something like that. But the the real title of the message is common mistakes with spanking. I want to talk about spanking tonight, and I want to start off by saying that spanking works. Spanking is you know it is a biblical and it is an effective way. To train your kids, you know, people often say, you know, I, I spank my kids, but it just it doesn't seem to be working. Well, then that means you're doing it wrong, because spanking works. It's what the Bible ordained for us to do. And if you practice spanking, all right, biblical spanking, and if you do, if, the way the Bible teaches, you will not abuse your kids, and your kids will not become damaged result or you know damaged adults as a result of it. That will not happen. And when it comes to spanking, there's things though we got to understand in order to get it right and in order to make it effective. And you know, many parents, you know, whose kids are struggling, or whose kid, you know, they'll often they'll hear a message on spanking, and then it's like they go home and they just proceed to beat the fire out of their kid one time, thinking, all right, that's going to fix all the problems, you know. And they do. They they'll go, you know, months, weeks, you know, years without spanking their kid. They hear one message on spanking. And they go and they go home and they just beat the daylights out of their kid. And then the next day when their kid's still having problems, they can't figure out what's going on. And listen, spanking is not just this magic solution that just solves all your problems, okay? There's actually more to raising children than spanking. And we're gonna look, we're gonna look, see some of that tonight. But I do want to cover the whole spanking thing. Because that is, and as a, it is a very specific part of it. It is a very effective part of it. And it's what the Bible says to do. You know, and it's, it says, you know, withhold not correction from the child. You know, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. All right, you're not going to kill him if you do this. And I like how it says that because do kids not act like they're going to die? I mean, I mean, they act like they're being tortured often when they're being spanked, and it's really not that bad. I mean, my kids have literally been screaming like they were dying when they're getting spanked, and within two minutes they're running around laughing and playing after they get spanked. You know. Listen, if I'm screaming like that, if I'm screaming and crying about something, if you see me doing that, okay, it's going to take me a while to get over it, all right? Because it takes a lot. But with kids, kids are dramatic. And it's like parents see this and they fall for it and they don't want to do it. And a lot of parents, they struggle with it because, you know, they grew up in a home that did not practice biblical discipline. Or maybe they grew up in a home where they did have an abusive parent. And so a lot of times, they want to avoid spanking because they, they were abused as kids. But biblical discipline, biblical spanking, you'll see it's, it's not abuse. And spanking works, but you have to do it right. And there's some very common mistakes that people often make, and especially Christian people make, because the only place you're going to hear about spanking usually is fundamental Baptist churches. We're the ones that are, aren't afraid to get up and talk about spanking. But we got to make sure... We do it right. We got it. You got to make sure you do it right. So let's look at a few things. So first off, uh, first uh, mistake I think parents often make when it comes to disciplining their kids and spanking is they will not get help when they're insecure about what to do. Okay. Now people don't want to admit that they're insecure about anything, but you know what? If you want to actually succeed in raising your kids and doing right. Sometimes we need to admit that we don't know what we're doing. Okay? If you watch me open the hood of a car and I'm trying to fix something that's wrong, you're going to find out real quick I don't know what I'm doing. Okay? And a lot of people, when it comes to raising kids and spanking their kids, they don't have any experience with it. They did not grow up in a home that practiced biblical discipline. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how hard to spank. They don't know how many times to spank. They don't know when to spank. They just don't know. And instead of just admitting, I don't know what I'm doing and getting help, they just kind of just, you know, shoot from the hip. And you can't do that. Just like I shouldn't go get under the hood of my car. Well, I'm a man. I'm supposed to fix a car. And then just start, you know, rewiring stuff and, you know, reconnecting tubes and things. And 
I'm going to have a big problem if I do that. Sometimes we just got to admit, I don't know what I'm doing and I better go get some help. And you know, one of the things, you know, do a little plug for Gently Led Sisters. One of the things that I think is good about that program my wife and Mrs. Romero do is there are a lot of women today that they just don't know what they're doing when it comes to being a wife and being a mother. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. Our culture has gone down the toilet. We're not going down the toilet. Our culture has gone down the toilet. And there are a lot of women out there that maybe they got saved later or they didn't grow up in Christian homes and they want to do right, but they just don't know how to do right. They don't know how to operate in the little day-to-day things. They don't understand these things. And these things are important. And you know, people like me, I was very blessed to grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a Baptist preacher's home. I grew up being disciplined biblically. So it's just kind of instinctive for me. I know what to do. I've seen it done. I've had it done to me. I know how it works. I, I know the effects of doing it. I've been around it my whole life. But the thing is, there's other people out there that haven't. And often, they are afraid to admit, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to spanking my kids. I don't know when I'm supposed to do it. I don't know how hard I'm supposed to do it. They don't know what to do. And they don't ask for help. And you know what? Sometimes we've got to admit we just need help. Look at what it says in Titus chapter 2 and verse 3. Especially moms, because mom, moms, a lot of this is on you. You're the keeper at home. You're the one that's with the kids most of the time. And you're going to be the one doing a lot of this. And in Titus chapter 2 and verse 3, we see it says that the aged women, likewise, that they be in behaviors becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the Word of God be not blasphemed. Older women need to teach younger women. You know what that means? You know, younger women, you don't know at all. Okay? Younger women who are just having their first kid, they often don't know how to do certain things. Some girls these days, they don't even know how to change a diaper when they have their first kid. They grew up in a home where maybe they were a lonely child. They don't understand that you can't let a kid run around in a diaper for dirty diaper for hours. You know, they'll get diaper rash and all these things. They don't know how to, you know, keep their kids clean. They, they don't, they just don't understand these things. They don't understand about feeding, you know, when it comes to the breastfeeding and stuff. They don't understand how everything works and schedules and things like that. And there is a lot to it. And it is very overwhelming for many parents. And we got, and the thing that these young ladies need to realize is there's nothing wrong with them saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's not the same in many cases, you know, like, you know, my kids, they're going to be ready to go. You know, my daughter's going to be ready to go when it comes to having kids. You know, my daughter, Abby, and, you know, and Chloe, and even Allie, they've already helped with little kids. You know, they've, they've babysat. They've, they've seen a lot of these things. My wife's going to have another baby. They're going to have a ton of experience going into marriage, but some girls don't have that. And when it comes to discipline, if they grew up in a home where they were not disciplined biblically, where they were not taught principles from the scriptures, they're not going to know what to do. And so you've got to ask for help. You've got to have that instruction. And so if you don't know what you're doing when it comes to spanking, it's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay to just ask questions like, hey, how hard should I do this? You know, what should I use? Is it okay? You know, I got a buggy whip, you know, or, you know, is it, a, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I got a cattle prod. I've seen those cattle prods at Farm and Fleet before. I was like, man, that'd be great just when kids are backing up. When I taught in the school, I always wanted one of those. Man, a cattle prod. You just shock the kids a little bit. Oh, that'd be so awesome. But I'd, I'd have been in jail real fast. No, you can't do that kind of stuff. You know, and some people are so dumb, you got to teach them that too. You know, you can't use a baseball bat. You can't use a two by four. You know, you, you got to explain some of these things to people. They're really that clueless. Some people are. They're that clueless. They don't know what they're doing. And you can't be ashamed to admit it. And our culture, said, our culture's gone down the toilet. They don't know what they're doing. A lot of these little things, a lot of these little details when it comes to being a mom or a dad and raising kids, people don't know how to do this stuff. You know, most parents too these days, I mean, they're putting their kids in daycare at like six weeks old. And the daycare is doing a lot of these things in many cases. They're not going to do it very good, but they're doing a lot of it. And then these kids, they're growing up and the parents don't know how to get them under control. And so what do they do? 
They go to the psychologist, they go to the doctors, and what do the, the doctors just prescribe pills, which that's child abuse, drugging your kids up. I, I believe that is child abuse uh, in, in the worst way. So parents, you've got to ask for help. If you don't know what you're doing, let, nobody around here is going to be mad at you until you're a terrible person. If you didn't grow up in a home that practiced biblical discipline, I don't know how you would know what to do. I don't know how you would know how hard you should spank if you didn't get spanked growing up. I, I don't understand. You know, p- people aren't just going to naturally know these things in a messed up culture that is down on spanking. I mean, how often, you know, when it comes to raising kids, you know what most parents do? They do what they watched, you know, Bob Saget do on Full House. You know, they parent like him or Carl Winslow or somebody like How many times do you see those guys spank their kids? Never. Not one time. And look at what that generation produced. It produced millennials. Alright, and we, I'm not raising no millennial. I'm sorry. I refuse to raise a millennial. But that's what that generation produced. And so oftentimes, people, they'll get saved later. They start coming to church. And then they'll hear these things. And they, they don't know what they're doing. And a lot of times, when they do proceed to go start spanking their kids, it would be like me working under the hood of a car. They don't know what they're doing. They're doing it wrong. And often, they'll end up doing more damage. And so you do. You have to know... Uh, how, how to spank him. And I like how he says this here in Proverbs. You know, if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. Okay? Now, why is he saying this? Because some parents might get freaked out. Man, I was beating my kid with a rod and they were just screaming like they were dying. Well, this is the older parent saying, hey, listen, that's just what they do. Alright? Kids are liars. Alright? They're, they're overdramatic. You're not going to kill them for giving a swat on the backside. You know, you know, if you, if you give them a, you know, if you, Spank him with a paddle, you know, hit him in the padded area. You know, it's it's not going to do any permanent damage, even though they're going to act like they're getting killed. Okay, this is experience talking to those who are experienced. And he's saying, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. You're built you're teaching this kid some character. These things that you're doing are going to make a difference in their life. But parents have got to admit in many cases, I just don't know what I'm doing. And you've got to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with doing that. So another mistake they make, they often wait too long to start spanking. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 24. It says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes, which means early. Okay? If you, I believe this means you've got to start it when they're young. You need to start spanking when they're young. This is very important. See, parents who wait under the kid, their kids are older to start spanking them, often can't handle the emotional trauma of spanking their kids. And part of the reason for this too, and I've seen these shows, I mean, we've all seen the show where some drunk dad goes and he's going to go spank his kid. The only time you'll ever see a kid get spanked on television, it's some drunk dad going and beating his kid. And there he is. He drags the kid in the other room and you can hear that smack and you can hear the kids screaming. You see the mom and the brothers and sisters all hugging and crying and all that. And, and your parents see that and that's how they feel. And here they got their little 12-year-old who's never been spanked in their life, spoiled rotten. And then all of a sudden they finally decide to do the right thing and they're going to go spank him. And they've never done this before. And they're traumatized. And their kids traumatized, and then it's just like in the movie, all the rest of the families in the other room crying and hugging over the kid getting spanked, and and they just can't handle it. Well, listen, if you start it early, it's no big deal. Listen, when I was growing up, when my sisters were getting spanked, we were all in the other room laughing about it. I mean, I, I did everything I could to try to get my sister spanked. You know, I mean, without me getting one too, it was very rare they ever got spanked without me. You know, getting to enjoy some of that myself too. And you know what? Same thing with my kids. You know, it's not emotionally traumatic for them. They're used to it. I mean, they just, they've grown up getting spanked. And so it's not a big deal in our house. It is not a big deal to just hear smack, smack, smack going on in the house somewhere and everybody just goes on their way. No big deal. But that very same act in a house where it's never happened before, you know, it's a sad scene in a movie. And you know, and the whole family's affected, and 
and they're all traumatized and they don't know what to do. Listen, if you start doing it young, it's not a problem. Everybody's used to it. It's normal. And, you know, the brothers and sisters aren't going to be like, what's going to happen? You know, did you, you know, what the, no, they know what's going to happen. He's going to ball his brains out and five minutes later he's going to be fine. And he's probably going to learn his lesson. We all know that from experience. And so if you wait too long, yeah, it's going to be emotionally traumatic. And I don't think it's a good idea to just keep the, you know, kick the can down the road. Sometimes you need to rip the band-aid off. You know what? Maybe you do. Maybe as a parent, okay, if your kid's 12 years old or something, they've never been spanked and you just, you really need to spank your kid, you know, you might need to just go and cry your eyes out with them while you're spanking them. And then hug each other for the next 30 minutes crying together and just, it's going to be an emotional, uh, battle. You know, you'll be laying up all night just feeling like the worst parent in the world. And is my kid ever going to get over this? And you know what? You're going to heal. And then you're going to go and you're going to have to do it again. And it'll get easier and it'll get easier. <laughs> it's, it's not that big of a deal. But if you wait, you know, the longer you wait, the worse it is. And so what you need to do, you know, you need to stop watching the foolishness on television. Okay, you gotta understand this junk that they're showing on TV, that junk they're showing you, it's meant to brainwash you. Alright, they're wanting you to just accept everything. You just need to let your kids express themselves. And, you know, if they want, your boy wants to wear a dress, let him wear a dress. You know, just, they, they're, they're, they have an agenda they're trying to shove down our throats. And they do. They, they fill those images and our, fill our heads with those images of these traumatic experiences and parents, they don't want, they don't want that. It is. It's always the drunk dad that's spanking the kids or some crazy religious person. That's what it always is. But I'm telling you, it works. You're not going to permanently damage your kids, but you will permanently damage your kids if you don't spank them. So, and you know, and the other thing too, you know who a lot of these people listen to? They listen to queers who never had any kids. You know, you're going to listen to Oprah and let her tell you how to raise kids? You know, they'll, they'll listen to these people who have, they have a talk show. So, they don't have any kids. They don't know what they're doing. These are evil people. They're lost people. You're going to listen to Rosie O'Donnell. Her kids are horrible. They're always sad. She's always having issues. She's had them run away and do all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, people often, they listen to queers when it comes to raising their kids. There are people out there, they listen to Ellen DeGeneres before they listen to me. She don't have any kids. I don't think so anyway. But um, that's just how it is. You know, stop listening to failing parents who are drugging up their kids. That's where a lot of people are. They'll, they go and they talk to their friends. They're surrounded by idiots. They're surrounded by people whose solution for everything is go drug up the kid. Just give them some Ritalin or whatever. And then they think that that's going to, you know, they, they listen to them. That's foolish. You got to think about who you're listening to. You got to look at what they're producing. And, if, you know, that should tell you a lot. And people will. They will listen to some lesbian tell them how to raise their kids who doesn't have any kids or has horrible kids. And they won't listen to some pastor who's raised good kids that are grown up, adults, serving the Lord, who's preaching the Bible. That just blows my mind, but that's how we are in our society. And so you, you, gotta, you just got to get that junk out of your head. And I'm telling you, it's in your head. If you're watching television, it's in your head. If you're watching the news, if you're watching talk shows, this stuff is in your head. And you're gonna you are you're gonna feel like a terrible parent spanking your kid, but you know what the Bible says you're a ter- terrible parent if you're not. The Bible says you spare your rod, you hate your son. That's what the Bible teaches, and I'm gonna listen to what the Bible says. But another reason too, you don't want to wait too long to start spanking your kids. The Bible says do it early, do it B times, because often when it comes to waiting too long, because people are they're having they're having problems with their kids. And they bring their 12, 13 year old, and they want to talk to the pastor. I don't know, I'm going to, you know, our, our kids out of control. You know, well, have you spanked him? Oh, we've never spanked him. And it's like you know, you're supposed to spank your kids. And then what they think they're supposed to do now? Now I'm going to go home and I'm going to spank my kid, and everything's going to be fine. But listen, you know, here, here's why you don't want to wait too long. It's back when I was doing uh, waterproofing estimates at houses, do waterproofing and foundation estimates. One of the things I hated about that job is I hated giving people the terrible news sometimes. Often I would go into these houses and I would look at their foundations and it was going to be, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars to fix these things. And I'd go into some of these houses and I, I tell, you know, these people don't have thirty or $40,000 to 
to fix this problem. But I'd go in there and I'd see the problem and I'd look around outside and I would see what caused the problem. And I would have to go tell these people sometimes that, hey, you've got a massive job ahead. Your walls are already buckling. And here's why they're buckling. You don't have any gutters on the house. You know, the water's been flowing by here for years and it's been affecting the foundation. There was one time I went to a house and they had a garage that was all sunk in and they had gutters on this garage, but the neighbor had a garage right next to it that did not have gutters. And so all the water would just come off there and it was just washing out underneath the concrete of that, of that garage. And so I told him, hey, we can raise this up for you, but you need to have, tell your neighbor he needs to get a gutter on there. Because if we raise this up for you and you don't put a gutter on there, it's going to happen again. And so we did. We went there, jacked it all up. And then I remember a year later, we got a phone call. These people saying, yeah, you raised our garage a year ago and it's already sunk back down again. And I remember I was shocked. I was like, that doesn't usually happen. So I went back out there. And when I went out there, I remember the house. And I looked at the neighbor's garage and they hadn't put a gutter on there. And I told them, I told you all, and I even had it on the estimate, you need to get the, your neighbor to put a gutter on his garage or this problem's going to happen again. And see what happens, what people would do in these situations, they would just let stuff go. They'd let stuff go. They'd let stuff go. It would do horrible damage and then they want a quick solution. It's like, sorry, you waited too long. You should. And, and the thing is, in many of these cases, these people with you know thirty, forty thousand dollars to fix this, I don't have that. So a lot of times, you know what they would do? They do nothing. And guess what? A buckled wall isn't going to fix itself. It's only going to get worse. And there was people before. I remember one house. I mean, the whole wall literally just like caved in. The whole basement just filled with mud. It was, just, it, was all, it was a horrible mess. And that's how it is when you wait too long. Okay, You might have already waited too long and you've already got a problem on your hands and it's a big thing, but guess what? Waiting longer is not going to help it. Waiting longer is only going to make it worse and sometimes you just got to say, I messed up and you know what? I'm going to have to have the traumatic experience. I'm going to have to go spank that little kid and they're going to look at me like I'm the worst parent in the world and they're going to traumatize me emotionally. I'm going to traumatize them emotionally. But you know what? Go hug about it. Go cry about it. And go, you know, lay awake all night and then just get over it. And then just, you got to fix these things. And unfortunately, many people, they wait too long and then they just think a spanking is just going to fix years of doing nothing. You've got to do this early for spanking to be effective. You need to make sure you do it early. And if you've already started late, you know, that's not an excuse to not do it at all. You know, better late than ever, but it's still going to be difficult. So, you know, ignoring the problem only makes things worse. But look at Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Very uh, common verse when it comes to raising children. It says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Another problem, mistake parents often make when it comes to spanking is they only spank and do nothing else. Okay? Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Some parents think, well, I spanked my kids, so my kids will be fine. Well, great. I'm glad you spanked your kids, but that's not the only thing you're supposed to do. There's actually more than just spanking that goes on. I'm going to go through several verses here. You can try to follow along if you want. Proverbs 1.8 says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 4.1 Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. Proverbs 6.20 My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 13.1 A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Proverbs 15.5 A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. You know what problem many parents have? They have a mistake that many parents make is they don't give their kids any instruction. You can't just spank your kids and not give them some kind of instruction. You can't just spank them and not have some kind of training too. And I've known some of these parents before. Parents who have the most rotten kids in the world often spank them all the time. 
And I, I remember a guy that used to go to church with us years ago. I mean, that guy used to just beat the fire out of his kid. I would watch him like hold, pull his kid up by one arm and spank him, and the kid would go swinging it on his way back. He'd hit him again, and the kid just swing back and forth. I mean, this dad would just beat the fire out of this kid. And they literally, they had a rod that they spanked their kids with. They had a rod, and they called it the rod, and it was it was a dow rod that they had, and they they beat the fire out of their kids with that. I would listen to them spank their kids, and it was just like, it'd scare me. And I grew up getting spanked. And I was just like, good night. But that was like all they did. All they, all they would do is, is spank their kids. There is no instruction. These kids have no idea what they're supposed to do. There is no training. There's just spanking. And you know the Bible talks more about fathers giving instructions than it does talking about spanking them? Okay, And the thing is, if you're spanking them, there's supposed to be a reason you're supposed to be spanking them. You know why? It's because they forsook the law of their father and they forsook the law of their mother. That means their parents had been doing some talking before. It means their parents have been explaining some things before. Things you're supposed to do, things you're not supposed to do. If you do those things, you will get spanked. And kids, you know, they ought to know, they ought to know the laws of the house. They ought to know that, hey, if we do this, spanking. You know, if we do that, you know, what, what, they ought to know these things because something has been explained to them. Somebody has given them some instruction and spanking with no instruction is not going to work. Spanking is not the only thing when it comes to raising kids. It is not the only thing when it comes to training kids. You've got to have the instruction too. And here's a, here's the reason why a lot of parents are like that is because they're lazy. It's a lot easier to spank a kid that just takes a minute than it is to actually sit down with them and talk with them and have a conversation and actually do some training, actually show them how to do something. You Sometimes you have to do, you have to take time. Parenting takes a lot of time. And you've got these parents or these doctors and things today. We heard this a lot when, when my wife was pregnant with Tommy and the doctors kept telling us, you know, don't let a kid, don't let a kid change your life. Or Really? Don't let a kid change your life. You know, actually, that's going to change your life having a kid, okay? Having a child should change your life. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to cost a lot of money. And a lot of parents that have this attitude, that shouldn't change my life, you know? Before we had kids, we got to just go out whenever we want. We got to do whatever we want. We got to spend money more free. You know, we didn't have to worry about laying sharp objects laying around and things like that, you know? But when you have kids, something better change. And a lot's going to need to change. And kids are work. There's no two ways about it. And as a parent, it is your job to train them. And you know, one of the reasons I hate dogs so much is just because they're, they're a problem. They're not well behaved. But here's the thing. Dogs can be trained. But it takes a lot of work. And I don't want to do it. That's all there is to it. And I had a couple dogs growing up and I tried training them. You know, for like 20 minutes. And I was like, forget this. This dog ain't listening to nothing. And then I'd give up. Alright? Now, I stink at raising animals. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm terrible at it. But I, I don't think it's that important. Alright? It's just not important to me. If it's important to you and you want to learn how to train a dog and all that, you know, go for it. I don't want to do that. But, you know, training kids, okay, it takes work. It takes work too. And a lot of parents, that's how they are. They're like me trying to train a dog. They do it half-heartedly. They think they can do it all in five minutes. No, that is not the case. It takes time. And so there's many parents. I spank my kids all the time. I spank them and I spank them and I spank them and nothing seems to work. Well, have you been talking to them? Have you given them any instruction? Have you shown them how to do stuff? Is there been any actual training going on? Spanking is not the only thing. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 6. So another mistake parents make when it comes to uh, spanking and discipline is they're just not consistent in their training. And look what it says in Deuteronomy 6.6. 6, we looked at this passage last week. It says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Teach them diligently. Diligence. Diligence takes effort. Diligence means you've got to be persistent. Diligence means sometimes you have to try and you have to try again. And the things that we're trying to put in the hearts of our kids, we have to teach diligently. 
And it says, And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. It's going to take effort to get the things of God into the hearts of your children. And it's saying you've got to do it diligently. You've got to do it when you rise up, when you're walking by the way, when you're lying down. This is something. It is, a, it is an all-day lifetime process. And parents say they think, I'm going to get up, I'm going to send my kids on a bus to school where they're going to watch them for most of the day and they're not allowed to lay a hand on them and then they're going to bring them back to me and then we're all going to plop ourselves in front of a television and just do nothing and then if my kid gets out of line, I can just go and I can just whack their backside and everything's going to be fine. Well, that's going to really get things in their heart that way. That is not what the Bible teaches. That is not all there is to it. You've got to teach these things diligently. I mean, and part of you, for you to be able to teach these things diligently, according to the Bible, when you're supposed to be doing all these things, that means you've got to actually be raising your kids. You've got to be the one training your kids. You've got to be the one teaching your kids. And if you want to, if you think that you're just going to ship your kids every day off to a bunch of, you know, some secular school that's teaching them that they came from animals, and you're just going to spank your kid a couple times a day and they're going to turn out good, you are nuts. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have, you are supposed to raise those kids. That is, that is what the Bible teaches. And so when it comes to this inconsistency, all right, many parents too, this is a, this is a big mistake. They only spank, it's like they only spank in public. And, and you can tell. Listen, I'm a parent. I've got six kids, another one coming. I grew up in a family with five kids. I've been in church all my life. Or I've been around. I'm not an idiot. And one of the things that just is aggravating as a pastor sometimes, one of the hardest, you know, one of the hard parts of the job is letting people treat you like an idiot and that you just don't know anything. And I do. I regularly have to let people just treat me like an idiot. And you know what? If you don't spank your kids at home, I can tell. Alright? It's obvious. And I've seen it where these people... They come into churches and they, they make a big show about spanking in public. Especially in church, because they know everybody's for that in church. You know, and they do. They, they'll beat the fire out of their kids in public. But listen, that little animal that's out of control right now, okay, wouldn't be an animal like that if you were doing that consistently at home. You know why he's being an animal like that? Because he doesn't know what's happening to him when he's getting beat in public like this, because this is foreign to him. That's the thing the parents need to realize is training takes place in home. Places like church and restaurants and going out in public, that's the, those are the tests to find out if the training's working. And listen, sometimes you might need to spank your kids in public. If you want to take your kid in the nursery and spank them up, you know, I'm not going to have anything to say about that. You know, that's fine. I'm all for that. I'm not going to think you're a bad parent. But listen, parents who spank their kids right, they usually try to keep it private. And I just know that from experience. People who put a big, make a big show out of it, I, I'm telling you, they're always bad parents that turn out bad kids. I remember we had, there was a lady one time, she just started coming to the church. I'll never forget it. I used to sit back in the sound room, and I was back there one Sunday, and all of a sudden, you know, she goes walking her child out into the bathroom and proceeds to beat the daylights out of that kid. And they, she, that her kid is screaming... And she's like screaming at her, and it was the most dramatic thing I ever heard in my life. And she's like, I have to spank you, I love you. And then she's like, they're like, she's like screaming that she loves her daughter while she's spanking her. And you can like hear a man there, and it was just, it was a dramatic scene. And, I, and, I, and I'm just a teenager when this has happened. I'm like, that is all a show. She knows this church, they should spank your kids and all that stuff. And so she would go in and just, in public, beat the daylights out of her kids. And her kids were rotten. You know why? Because this wasn't being practiced at home. And it was this very obvious, and I see this kind of junk, and you know what? You know, be careful about that stuff, alright? Because, you know, people do, and I'm going to talk about abuse here in a minute, people do some kind of, sometimes take things too far. Don't think, take things too far in front of me, alright? I don't want to. I don't want to have to put be put in a position where I need to report you or something like that because you're abusing your kids. And some parents are. They're just downright abusive, and you can tell they're losing their temper in public because you know they're, they're they want, they're going to spank them now because they're embarrassing them. 
You know, you're embarrassing me in front of all the church people. People are going to think I'm a bad parent. So now, I've got to show that I'm a good parent. And so they go and they just wear out their kid's backside where everybody can hear it. So they can see, I spank my kids like the Bible says. No, no, you don't. You are a phony. You're putting on a show. You're inconsistent. And you're a sorry parent. And good parents... Hey, good parents spank their kids in public too. I had good parents and I got spanked in public a few times. You know, I spanked my, but listen, it's not a big production. It's not a big show. And there's at least an attempt to do it private. When I used to get spanked in church regularly, my mom always took me to the bathroom to get spanked. You know, she didn't do it right there in the auditorium. You know, she didn't do it out in the foyer where everybody could hear it. She tried to take me somewhere where nobody could hear my screams. And that's the way, that is the way that you need to, that is the way it needs to be done. You know, you'll, and the way you can tell with these people too, you know, they do the excessive yelling in public. You know, and my wife, she, she was recording today. She's in a doctor's office and some just low-life scumbag dirtbag is just in there just yelling at his kids in the doctor's office. And it's like these guys too. When you hear these guys that do that too, it's usually a stepdad or a boyfriend of these kids' mom. And it's like they got to put on this show on how they're a strict parent. So they're always just yelling. It's like, it's like their way of beating their chest. And I hate when people come into churches and start acting like that. You do not impress me as a parent if when you come walking into church, you're yelling and screaming at your kid and taking them into some room where we can all listen to you spank the fire out of them. Okay? That is not impressive. You know what's impressive to me is somebody who can keep their cool. And listen, that's how it was, you know, it was like with me. My kids often, okay, there, there were days, especially the boys when they were younger, where we went through Walmart, and we, you, we've all heard the parents yelling at their kids at Walmart. I wouldn't do that. I didn't yell at my kids at Walmart. But when we got home, it became another story. I would tell them in there, you're in big trouble. When we, when we leave, you're getting spanked because of this. I'd tell them it quietly, and then when we get in the van, oh, I would give them a scare talk. Wait till we get home. You guys are going to get the worst spanking that you've ever had in your life. I mean, I would. I'd, I'd make it real dramatic when we got in the car for them, not for everybody else. I didn't need to impress everybody else out there. You know who needs to impress everybody else? Bad parents. That's who needs to do that. Good parents don't need to do that. They just know, I gotta get that kid under control. I just need to freak that kid out. I need to, you know, make, you know I, that, that, that's the one that they're focused on. Uh, and that kind of junk doesn't impress me at all. The excessive yelling in public. Tra- training takes place at home. Church, sometimes you do some training at church, but you need to look at church as a testing ground. And I've told my kids before when they were little, if you guys don't learn to sit still in church, we're going to practice at home. I'm going to make you sit on the couch and watch a sermon. Just, just so you can learn how to sit still through a service and how to get sit through a service without going to the bathroom. You know, it's amazing how many little kids just have bladder issues. You know, they can't, you got to go to the bathroom three times during church. I used to tell Tommy when he was little, you are allowed to go, because Go to the bathroom during service. But if you do, you're going to get spanked when you go home. So how's that being allowed? Well, here's the thing. With him, he would wait until the last minute until he had to go to the bathroom. It was always an emergency. He was like ready to pee his pants. The last thing I wanted was him peeing his pants in church. But he needed to learn to go before service. And so I, 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 often we'd be sitting there. I remember I, I, I got sick of him leaving to go to the bathroom. I told him, if you need to go to the bathroom during church, you're going to go. I'm not going to argue with you about it. You're, you're allowed to go, but when you get home, you're getting spanked. And I remember we were sitting there one Sunday, and he's sitting there we're like 15 minutes into the service. You know, the preacher's just getting ready to start, and he's sitting there and he's bawling. And I just look at him like, Tommy, what's wrong with you? He's like, I don't want the bathroom. And I just told him, go. He's like, I don't want to get spanked. I said, I don't care. You're going to get double spanked if you pee your pants. So I said, go to the bathroom. And then, you know, and so he, you know, he went, and then when we got home, I spanked him. And you know what? He started learning to go to the bathroom before service. And then if he'd still have to go to the service, I was like, don't be drinking a whole lot before church. You know, you got to teach them these things. You've got, you've got, you've got to train and you've got to, you, they've got to know the rules. He was crying before we even told him he was getting spanked. Why? Because he knew the law. You know, and he, he knew that he knew that he was in trouble. And that's the way it should be. You can't just surprise them with these things. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 30. So, Another, uh, so another mistake parents often make when it comes to disciplining their kids is they sometimes cross a line and go into abuse territory. 
And a lot of what people do a lot of times, and I personally believe this is taking this verse out of context, but Proverbs 20, verse 30 says, The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil, so do stripes the inward parts of the belly. Alright, they like to bring up the blueness of the wound. Now listen, sometimes, there were many times where my kids had some red backsides. Alright, you know, sometimes, you know, they might wiggle too much, you might leave a mark somewhere, but I don't believe that the goal should be turning their backsides back in blue. That, if you're, if you're doing it right, that should not happen. Alright? If you're spanking right, you're not going to be turning your kids backsides black and blue. I believe here when it's talking about the blueness of the wound here, I believe it's talking about punishment for a man. Okay, look what it, look, let's look at a few other verses because it mentions also stripes. Okay? It also mentions stripes here. And um, look at what it says in... I uh, lost my spot. Verse... I think I'm missing a page of my notes. What did I do with it? I'm, oh, there they are. I'm missing like a whole page. It's And uh, look at verse... Uh, Proverbs 10, verse 13. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found... But a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Now, we think we're supposed to take a rod to the backs of our children. Is that what the Bible's teaching here? No. What is something they would often do as a punishment in the Bible? That was actually ordained of God. They would often lay stripes on them. They would publicly beat these people. Grown men. Proverbs 17.10 says, A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. You know who we often see associated with getting stripes are fools. Well, what does the Bible teach? And the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction driveth it far from him. Your kids start out with foolishness in their heart, but the Bible says the rod of correction driveth it far from them. We see in the Bible, you know who's getting the stripes? The fool. That means they weren't getting the rod of correction growing up. The people who are getting the stripes are the fools. The Bible says if you're spanking your kids, you're going to drive foolishness out of them. The fool gets the stripes. The fool is the one who grows up never having learned his lesson, never having been taught right. He's the one getting the stripes. These are, I believe, grown men. Proverbs 26.3 says, "...a whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, a rod for the fool's back." In Deuteronomy 25, verse 1, I don't have time to go into all examples, but it says, if there be a controversy between men and they come unto judgment, that the judges may judge them, that they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. And it shall be, if the wicked man be worthy to be beaten, that the judge shall cause him to lie down and to be beaten before his face according to his fault by a certain number. Forty stripes he may give him and not exceed, lest if he should exceed and beat him above these with many stripes, then thy brother should seem vile unto thee. So we see that stripes and the rod for the back, those things were for the fool. Those were for the evil man. It's not for just a kid being bad. Evil is when you're doing harm to people. Okay, And when you do evil, the Bible, God ordained government for the punishment of evildoers. For those who are hurting other people, for those who are committing crimes... That was one of the punishments is they were getting beaten. And when we're seeing this passage about the blueness of the wound, I don't believe it's talking about for children right here. I believe this is talking about for the evildoers, for the lawbreakers, for the fools, for the people who grew up in a home where they didn't get disciplined and now they're a scourge on society. They're stealing. They're hurting other people. They're abusing other people. You take those people and you know what? You do make them back in blue. Why? It doesn't help them but the simple will see it and beware. You smite the scorner so the simple will see it. And they will fear. And they will learn from those things. And as a parent, I don't want that happening to my kids. I don't want my kids going to jail. We don't do you know, stripes on people these days. We'll throw them in jail. But you know what? You know who we put in jail? Fools. You ever read why some people get thrown in jail? It's like these people are idiots. These people are fools. Why? Because it was not the foolishness was not driven out of them with the rod of correction by the parents. So you know what? They get the blueness of the wound. They get the stripes. That's what they get. Or in our society, they get the jail time. 
But I don't, I don't believe as parents, I think, if, I think if you're spanking your kids right, you're not going to be leaving them black and blue. You're not going to be leaving stripes. And notice too how it mentions here, even this lawbreaker here, even this grown man that's an evildoer, it says 40 stripes he may give him and not exceed lest he should... Uh, if he should exceed and beat him above these with many stripes, then thy brother shall seem vile unto thee. So even this guy says, don't go above 40 stripes. Okay? We don't want him to seem vile. Yeah, and I've heard, I've heard some of these preachers in the past, I've seen some of the clips of, where these guys, they just get up and they just start using, using extremes. You know, about spanking their kids. These, I, I, I've heard that junk and it just, it makes me sick and it turns my stomach when I hear that stuff. I've given my daughter 50 swats at once before. You're not spanking right then. You know, you're crossing a line. She's seeming vile unto thee. Listen, you know, and it's like these guys enjoy it too. Some of these people are just sick. Alright, listen, there are some just sick, messed up people out there, and they are abusive. And if you gotta give your kids forty swats, you're not doing something right. Okay? If you're making your kid black and blue, you're not doing something right. That, I don't. I believe you're doing it wrong in that case. And these these passages were talking about leaving stripes and the rod for the back. These are for fools. But the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction driving it far from him. If you're spanking your child, they're not going to become that fool. Okay? That fool is that person who grows up and they never were taught these things. And one of the reasons these preachers do that too is just they're trying to get people to finally spank their kids. But you know what? You shouldn't use extremes like that. Especially if it never happened. If it did happen, you're messed up. And you did a sorry job raising your kids. And don't listen to that stuff. And a lot of parents who are clueless, who didn't grow up being spanked, you know, or who, you know, are raising their kids, they don't have any idea. They hear that stuff and they think, well, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to go just beat the tar out of my kids. You've got these weirdo Pearl family that wrote their books on child discipline stuff. And they've had some of their followers do that. I mean, parents will literally beat their kids almost to death. That, folks, I don't know how a person can do that. Just beat their kid to death like that. But you know why a lot of them do it? They're scared. They're insecure. They don't know what they're doing. And they're listening to these weirdos. And I'll tell you that, Michael and Debbie Pearl, if you ever read any, if you have any of their books, throw them out. Don't read their stuff. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. Those people are a bunch of weirdos. If you have to spank your, if, if your kids need spank like they're talking about, you've been doing something wrong the whole time. You don't have the instruction in there. It does not take that. Listen, I grew up, I had four sisters. I was as honored as anybody. We never had to get 40 spankers at one time. Okay? My parents, I mean, I, I, I probably got a mark or two left on me. Most of that was because I wouldn't stand still. Alright? It was never intentional. It wasn't the goal. And you know what? I turned out, we all turned out just fine. You know, my sisters probably could have used another swat or two. But, you know, my, my kids, same thing. And listen, I, I, you do not, you do not need to go that far. If you, if, and if you are, if you're leaving marks and stuff all the time, I, I think you're doing something wrong. I don't think you're doing it right. And, you know, so how, you know, and, and these preachers, they all want to tell their stories about when they got spanked. And let me just give you a little secret about pre- stories from preachers. They're just stories, alright? In many cases, they have greatly improved over the years. You know, you parents, you don't spank your kids. When I was growing up, my dad, I got 50 spankings a day with two switches at once, you know? I mean, they just, they just exaggerate these things. And I've heard, I've listened to some of these preachers long enough. I've heard their stories improve over the years. I, I, and just don't even listen to these people. That, that's, that's not, that's not right. So the Bible says spanking will work. And we have got to recognize we do have a cultural problem and most people have no idea what they're doing. And those of us who've raised kids or you know, we were raised in good homes ourselves, we need to do we need to be available, we need to help instruct people, you know, who were not raised right, who are not experiencing this, and if that if that's you, don't be ashamed to admit it. Alright? I personally think we're good when it at spanking our kids. My kids would probably agree. You know, you guys are doing great, Mom and Dad. You don't need to do it. You know, that, but part of that is because, you know, we grew up with it. You know, we, I know when it, I know how it's supposed to feel. I know how it feels. I remember, I'm still scared of my mom's brush that I, she still has the same brush she used to spank me with, and I'm still scared of it. You know, I behave when I see that thing. 
It's just, it, it, it's in me. And seek out instruction. You've got to get this right. These are, these are your kids. And guess what? If you don't get it right, if you don't teach them how to do it, one of these days the cops are going to be the ones punishing them. And they might use a taser, and they might even shoot one of them. You don't want your kids getting shot? Well, then don't raise an unruly, you know, mob. You, you've got to, and listen too, you know, and every kid's different. Listen, some kids need more spankings than others. Alright? Some, you know, boys probably need more spankings than girls most of the time. Especially when they're little. You know, some, some kids are more good natured and they don't need a lot of spankings. You know, sometimes people, you know, sometimes people get lucky and kids turn out okay. But here's the thing. When you don't, one thing that spanking does is it teaches your children that there are painful consequences for sin. And people have got to understand that. Some, some kids, maybe they got lucky and learned it some other way, you know, but, you know, you, you can't take chances on that. Everybody wants to talk about that one good kid that they know, you know, that never got spanked or whatever. And, and said, you know, God's merciful. It, it might, it might turn out well, but if, listen, you can't get away from the clear instruction that's in the Bible. And, you know, the exception proves the rule. Look at kids today, folks. It's sad. It breaks my heart seeing how drugged up all these kids are. It, it, it is a sad thing. These kids grow up on drugs and they be, they're druggies through their entire life. We cannot do that to them. God gave a prescription and it's not riddling, it's paddling. But you got to know how to use the proper dosage. And if you don't know what you're doing, get help so we can get this right. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You so much for Your Word. I pray You'll help us to practice these things with our children. Lord, we're so thankful for these wonderful gifts that You've given us of children. Help us to raise them right and to be consistent. I pray parents will learn from these things. Help them not to be ashamed to ask for help, Lord, on these things. And if some of our are waited too long, Lord, help them not to kick the can down the road any farther, but to just rip the Band-Aid off and start start doing things right. Uh, so we can uh, just raise up the children in the nurture and admonition of, of you. I uh, just pray a blessing for it. In your name we pray. Amen.